All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. There ain't no rules. It there paused, is no problem. Okay. <laughs> no safety net. Yeah, baby. Yeah. The Three Nose Podcast. Oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Hi, I'm Mike. This is the Three Nose Podcast. We have a situation. Are you okay over there? I'm fine, but my beer is kind of acting up. You're getting ahead over there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jason. Um, yeah, welcome to Three Nose Podcast. Um, That's the dog. Oh, yeah, and, and Leia's here again. Yeah. All right, let's see if I can do this without. Oh, you didn't even have it fully open? No, I just, I just cracked it. And it was like, oh. but if, if I went full release. It would have been all over the place. It would have looked like a Jackson Pollock painting in here. <laughs> Roping arcs. Roping arcs of beer foam all over your face, neck, so and chest. What what beer god have you offended today? I don't. Do, well, this is a this this has been in the back of the fridge, so it's probably really cold. And like I know where that came from. Yeah. yeah. Look at the name on the back. I know. Yeah. So the other one that I got in there too. So <sighs> that the other one. This is a uh, Bayside Brewing Level Up. Uh, this was for your your tech savvy. Twenty five years of being different in a good way. Yep, that was our Christmas pack. Ingredients: water, malted barley, hops, Griffin's maple syrup, yeast. So beer. That what's that's what makes it beer. And. Water right from Lake Erie. Is that a good thing? No. No. <laughs> have you been have you seen Lake Erie? No, I haven't been in Lake Erie in quite some time. Lake so. Erie caught on fire in Cleveland. Oh. Awesome. Cool. It was many, many years ago, but it it's an actual thing where there was so much pollution in the uh in the area of Cleveland in Lake Erie that one day the fucking lake caught on fire. Well, no, I do not remember that at all. Yeah, so my Lake Erie memories are all childhood, of course. Uh, as uh, you know, in my adulthood and whatnot, Chris and I never really went out that way a whole lot. No, not even uh, go to the beach. Uh, very rarely, frolicking in the sand and surf. At least not to that one. Only because I was never a fan of uh, e- of Erie of Erio and whatnot. Just because you know, with Mitchell's Bay, you could go out forever. You know, yeah, and, you know the shallowness. Yeah, you're afraid of sharks, aren't you? Those fucking Great Lake sharks will fuck. Well, up. I am a rather large meatball floating in the water for them. Goes right along with the Great Lake sea turtles, <sighs> fucking shoving. Hey, those sea cocaine turtles. cocaine straws up their nose and the, snorting. Uh, yeah, Lake Erie coke off the uh, yeah. mermaids' asses. Uh huh. I had a cousin who had, had lost an arm to a. a a coked out freaking sea turtle. Those are the worst, man. That's it, why we put straws in there to kill those fucking things. Yep. It, it, it wasn't even like, it, it wasn't even coming after him like it was in a rampage. It was coming after him to take my cousin's coat. Right. Right. Yeah. Those are the worst. They said they don't pay for their share of the coke, of the sea coke. No, they don't. No, so. they don't. And they're getting away with it. That's why What's, we're. And, and what, what are the police doing about it? Nothing. That's why we have to take it upon ourselves as citizens to dump as much plastic into the Great Lakes and oceans as possible. It's the only way. 
It is the, the only o- way. This is the way. Those six those six pack can things. Yeah, those that's our netting. Don't cut those. No, Bucket. no, those are those are the netting. That's gonna S- slow them down. Stick them together. String them up. Make remember, Mister Mister Burns did that in a Simpsons episode where he was uh, he went. Trying to go green, Lisa convinced Mr. Burns to go green. Yes, yes, yes. And he took those uh, the the can rings and he stitched them together and he fucking dragged out of the ocean clean. Yes, <laughs> yes, like, I do remember that. Clean of all animal life. It was like <laughs> the whole episode. Yeah. Mr. Burns doing all this good stuff, all this good stuff, and then the big reveal that all that good stuff was put yep. together for this massive monstrosity of devastation. Yep. Good job, Lisa. You fucking hippie! <laughs> That's what you fucking get. Mind your own goddamn. They business. never, they never think about what what what's going to be consequences what's, to what's, fucking actions. That's the fucking. That's the problem. That's the problem with the hippies these days. They don't fucking pay attention to the consequences of their actions. We, we always hear about, uh, you know, you, no one should ever go back and kill Hitler because there could have been somebody worse. Right? Well, he, Joseph Stone was fucking way worse than Hitler. So, that, like, but you would have known this if you'd taken that book that I bought you and I gave last night. Yeah, fuck. I told you, I gave that shit up years ago. In great, I gave up. I gave up my Nazi isms years ago. Okay, <laughs> I have not. So you say, Mein Führer? I, excuse no. <laughs> Come on, no. This is the wrong show for that shit. This is the Reich show for that shit. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you know that. Jeff Scamahorn has got a giant <laughs> smile on his face right now. And he has no idea why. He get you're right. He'll never know <laughs> He'll why. He'll never either. know. <laughs> hey, we gotta remember to ask him at seven oh five on Sunday. How are you feeling right yep. now? Yep. All right. So. <laughs> There's that. You should text him right now. What are you thinking about? <laughs> How you feeling, buddy? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> um, oh, that's okay. right. I, I took everything off my phone. I, I can't uh, text him. I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I'm on a social media I'll, I'll purge right now. So yeah. it's it's been a week deep of that. And actually, it's kind of working out all right. The weekend is pretty shitty because I'm bored and there's nothing to do. But... For the for the past week, actually, it worked out rather well. Like I said, I started to read. I finished off a couple books that I started. Books. They're. I'm familiar with what books are. I just haven't multiple dealt with pages them a whole lot. of dead trees with tattoos. I, on I am very familiar with what what, what books are. Okay. I own a bunch. What? I do. I own quite a few books of my of my liking. I'm a lot, I like a lot of sci fi stuff. Oh. Uh, Isaac Asimov is one of my favorite authors. Like I, I, I don't think I can go on. I just shock, haven't read the anything shock of all this. I just haven't read anything read a in, in a book. very long time. I, believe me, that's what. That's all part of take. Do what I did. You do what Mike did, dude. I did that years ago. Yeah. I did. I made it a day and a half. It was uh-huh. worse than the weed. It was worse than the weed. Right there is the thing that you should be uh, worried about the most. The weed? No. <laughs> the fucking social social media addiction. I know. And, and oh, believe me, the, I accepted that years ago when I had that eye opener. Fucking horrendous. I still it still kind of sticks in my craw that my teacher really didn't acknowledge that I was the only one to actually take that assignment seriously. Yeah. Well, 
because she never expected anybody to take it seriously because the addiction to this fucking insidiousness is fucking pervasive. Yeah. I, well, I was proud of myself that I at least tried it and documented it. Yeah. You know, I, you know. on social media. Yeah. <laughs> I probably did post about it at yeah, some point. Probably. So that's... I, which, yeah. I ha- wouldn't even... I'm Thinking back on it now, I probably did, and I no doubt did not catch the irony whatsoever. No? No. Because I was so blinded by the addiction. Yep. There it is. Yeah. There it is. So, what's new and exciting? Well, before new and exciting... Uh-oh. What's I, old and fucking boring? Well, no, 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 it's... I, um. Okay, I've been on holidays all this week, yeah. and I got everything I wanted out of it, relaxation-wise and whatnot. Staycation? Staycation, yes. Other than that road trip and yeah. whatnot, yep. But uh, there's one aspect that I didn't do well on what? that I was hoping, and that was the weed. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, and, and and I'm sure that's been a factor. But it's, again, it's a, I, I'm noticing things that I've gotten worse at. Like over the last week, I've been short in, in not an aggressive way, but I've been short with everyone, in particular my friends. Yeah. So basically, the, where where I'm going with this because this has actually been stuck with me for all week. Okay. Uh, last week I cut. I ended the show rather abruptly at what on, on a funny note. Yeah, it was a good okay. Spot. But, this is almost like exactly an hour. <laughs> but but no, I, I I cut that conversation. It was too soon. This it was like we you were relishing in the high of that weekend and everything. Oh, that's fine. And I, I took that away from you. I understand, Jason. This is the show about Jason, and everybody else is not allowed to have a good time oh, as long oh. as Jason is having a good time. There we go. So I I totally understand why you wanted to uh, short circuit my enjoyment. Because I was actually uh, having fun. And it's, this is the Jason show. What do you want? So. What do you want to talk about? I'm sorry. I'll just show. Here. I'll show. No, no, no. Oh, come on now. Come on. (laughs) We don't do that on this show. (laughs) We just did. We we don't do that on this show. Okay. Okay. No, we don't. No. Total free speech in this show. No microphones get shut off on this show. As long as we are agreeing with Jason. (laughs) What's the first rule of the three rules? What what are the three rules, Jason? No rules, no plan, and no safety. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, we haven't gone over that in a while, have we? Ah, well, <laughs> it's only episode almost 130 now, yeah. so you probably want to recap that. Yeah, maybe we can. should. Well, it's in the theme. It's in the opening. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know. But that's uh, somebody else's words. I put them together. Oh, of course. Of course, because it's the Jason show. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I'm a sound producer. <laughs> Pat me on the fucking back. Uh, yeah, okay. I did you want to end the show now? Is there ways there's too much abuse on Jason? Uh, <laughs> Crystal, uh, do you want to hop in here and beat the fuck out of him too? Because he deserves it. You're good. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Keep talking. It's a shot. Ch- 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 so, have you ever seen uh, a monk do flurry of blows? Uh, 
That's exactly. This what is a happened. verbal flurry of blows. <laughs> Soon comes a stunning strike. <laughs> oh boy. Um, should we take that as a segue? That it is. Well, sure. no. You still had stuff you wanted to talk about. Oh, that was that was the main thing. That you were you were short and being a dick and cutting your friends off. Yes. Okay. Okay. Why? So, Why are you being an asshole? It's, again, it's just where I've been at. In why? My, in my head, I can't explain why. Do we need That's to the... play the fucking cranberry song? No. <laughs> Which one exactly? Zombies in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombies, zombies. Yes, I love that song. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, we're not playing that song on the show. <laughs> we can't afford it. Sure, we can. We can play thirty seconds. Nah, we're good. Um. Wow. Okay, that was a, that was I, I, an executive decision right I, there. Hey, I want to play a song. No, all right, I guess we're not playing a song. It's, it's a Jason show. No, I guess. You're the one who said I guess. it. I'm, You're the I'm, one who said I'm it. Count, I'm, count, I'm shrinking back like a fucking beat girlfriend over here because I don't know what to, uh, I don't want to trigger you and fucking get hit. Uh, Speaking of triggering, hey, that's part of memory. Did you happen <laughs> Did you happen to uh, see last week's Madhouse? No. We had our, we finally had our Oscar recap. <laughs> How many months after the Oscars? It, well, yeah, it's been almost two months, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, but we finally had it. We didn't, our guest that was there for the Oscar picks still was not able to be there, unfortunately. Uh, her mother was sick and dealing with family stuff. Um, but we, we had to get, get, finally get it done. Yeah. And get her done. I had been, oh, I had been holding stuff in. Regarding James in particular, <sighs> fucking another fucking guy abs- taken away from the Jason show. Yeah, uh, well, I, it's he doesn't so, know his fucking spot. That's for sure. It, it, it bothered me what he did a little, a, a he, little bit. Like really, talked out of mean, turn. It's not a, but it's a, it was a case of I decided to take that and r- turn it up. I went for the Oscar when I ripped into him. Okay. James had not watched everything everywhere all at once. Oh, that bastard. Prior to the Oscar picks. That. James didn't hadn't seen any of the Oscar movies except for maybe one. Maybe he was busy? Well, he doesn't generally like those types of films. Okay. But th- and that's fine. And that is perfectly fine. I honestly had only seen like 3 of the films anyways. Like so you're you're basing this abuse of uh, a co-host on uh, your flimsy standard, I haven't even gotten to the reasoning yet. Oh. So I'm just that was that. This is the buildup. Okay, okay. This is where we stand. So after the Oscars come out, no. James finally sits down to watch the movie. Okay, and he instantly is posting on Facebook that he doesn't. And he's not liking it, which is fine. I I still I, don't, I don't take I don't have any issue with you don't like a film I don't. I, I am I'm getting the vibe that it is not fine. It's not <laughs> it that he doesn't so, enjoy the film. So far away from fine, we're going to find out how far. But it's not from it's fine. not that he didn't enjoy, that he wasn't enjoying the film. It no. was how he was phrasing things. So he he was posting like every ten minutes. Okay. Now he stopped watching partway through. It took him. On and off over like four days in a two-week period to finish watching that movie. Okay. And over that time, he was posting like every five, ten minutes while watching it. Kind of saying the same thing over and over again. But uh, he always worded it with, why is the mom from Crazy Rich Asians being mean to Data from Goonies all the time? 
Well, it's a legitimate question, isn't it? Okay. Now, again, he watched this after the Oscars. Sure. Did he watch the Oscars? Yes, he did. Okay. Or he at least knew the winners. He knew the results before he'd seen the film. Okay. So knowing he's watching the movie that won all the awards, he's going in. And again, he doesn't like the film. That's fine. Teach their own. Here comes the butt, kids. The butt. Here comes the butt. Michelle Yao was the first Asian to win the Best Actress. Sure. That is a pinnacle achievement. Okay. The highest in their their career, that is the highest honor. Okay. Okay? Okay. And she was the first of her race to do it. In all his posts, he- Human? She was not the first human. The first- or, or her her race, her human Asian human. Don't 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 make this about race, Jason. <sighs> Anyways, she won that's the pinnacle award and all that, <laughs> and he kept referring to her as the the mom from Crazy Rich Asians. So, and Kiwei Kwan won the best supporting Oscar, actor Oscar again, the top award he can he can get. For his career, mm-hmm. the, you know, th- these are the best of the year. Yeah. And he can't even reference them by their real names. Does he know the real names? Yes, he did. He does? He's, n- he's not stupid when it comes to film stuff. He knows actors' names that you've never, ever heard of. Probably. That he, and he, he doesn't even have to look. He pulls them out of his fucking ass. Sure. We'll be watching some unheard movie that's got 2.3 on IMDb. It's yeah. an underrated or unheard of flick that had uh, no theatrical screening and has been on I don't know wherever. And he can tell you the name of the top three actors in it. Cool. So he knows actors' names. Okay. Okay. And he knew their names, but he okay. kept referring to that. And I found that a little offensive. I decided You were offended for them? Yes, I know. I know. Wow. I know. <laughs> but that's where I wanted to turn it up. So that's where I I I it again I I it was only a, I it bothered me just a little bit. I decided to make it a whole lot more. I think it bothered you a whole lot a bit, and then you tried to make a, uh, a no. I made it a mountain I, out of I a wanted, molehill. I wanted. I made a bit out of it. You wanted to punish James. No, you did. Well, I yes, I do because I I, I like every chance I get. I like being the one to dish the abuse instead of being the one taking it for all those years. Yeah. Okay. okay. Turnabout's fair play. The bully, be, uh, the the bullied becomes the bully. Well, yeah. So that's where I'm at in my Madhouse podcasting career. Okay. Okay. Did he accept this? He knew it was coming. Yeah. He knew it was coming. He knew that I had something planned and I was going, and he just rolled with it and kept throwing his, his little barbs back and, you know, sure. Sounds like he didn't, uh, he didn't take him down nearly as much as he hoped you would. No, I wasn't (sighs) expecting, I really wasn't expecting any sort of result out of it because it was all bullshit to begin with. Okay. But, I, it was fun, and I had fun with it, and yeah, that happened. So now that the uh, the very rich Asians owe you, I, I don't know, what do they owe you for you saving them against the... Well, well uh, I did I throw in there, like, again, I was just throwing it hard, like, coming in hot, coming in hot. Okay. and uh, I'm like, you know, there's that, there's that infant, infinitesimal chance that they could hear about this and know about this, and then maybe at some day we're at some sort of convention there, and they go, oh, you're from that podcast? Uh, no, I remember what he said about me. Fuck you. You know? 
the I threw odds, that out there. The odds of that happening, I know, are so astronomical. I know, astronomical. I know, but I still uh, went with it. The, <laughs> the only way, the only way, is if if the the mom from the Asian movies comes here with said said CK Expo gets a. Big wad of don't uh, grant money, and Rob decides. You know, we only need one guest, <laughs> and it's going to be like the most obscure actress we could possibly do. Then, then you can do it. Yeah, but in the meantime, you still have to worry about Ellen, Helen Keller and fucking Anne Frank. You fucking fair weather fan. See, that's how it's done, son. <laughs> God damn it. I can't believe that's only been six years. I know. It blew my mind. It's that is six years. Okay. Uh, little did, context. Did we did we post that on? We haven't posted it on three no's. No. That's no, that was just pages. straight up off me bashing you on the. Uh, okay. I have to try and see if I, I can I find it. I did post it on Kevin's. Uh, I sent it to him in his message. So. Uh, yeah, whether he saw it or not. Um. Um, in some one of the multiverse, uh, he has read it or saw it and did play it. And he is, uh, you just never know what that man sees, right? You know, right? You'll know if he likes it or whatever, yeah. But you just, well, even if he doesn't like it, he probably will. He's just like, yeah, yeah, but, but, uh, so it's a video from six years ago. Us with some other friends at a gaming table, and I totally blew, missed an entire Kevin reference regarding the Anne Frank, Helen Keller, and yeah, my Kev fandom was called into question. It was not a high point for me. Okay, I acknowledge that, but you know everybody has a bad day, and this was long before the weed too. Yeah, so, so you have no excuse for your no, ignorance. No, it 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 it, it happened. Okay, it yeah, happened. It, big. I happened. you know I don't know why we need to dwell on it. Why six not? Years later, but here we are talking about it. Again. Yeah. Why? Because it's uh, part of our lore. <laughs> Fucking Taz tried to uh, tried to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, absolve you of this. Did he really? Yeah, he goes. Oh, it's all. It's, it's, it's all. It's all over, bud. Never mind. I was like, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> and this day rolls around every year, and I have an internet connection. It's almost like a holiday, and thanks to Facebook, it'll always remind. It is a day that lives in infamy, <laughs> worse than Pearl Harbor. Oh wow. Wow. Oh, man. In the context of our podcast. Wow. Podcastery. Are you going to try and draw extra attention to it, to Kevin? Yeah, I'm going to mention it. I'm going to show him the video when we go to Astronomicon. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm not getting shit signed. Nope. You'll probably get thrown out. Oh, boy. Wait in the parking lot until Mike's done. He's not a fan. Get him. be the only time Kev has ever gotten angry at a convention. Throwing a fist. (laughs) Oh. No, actually, you don't have to worry about a thing coming from Kevin now that he's... uh, 
gone gone mindful and full hippie, Jen will fuck you up in a Yeah, heartbeat. I was just thinking that. No, yeah. Jen's going to be there. Shit. Yeah, you might want to mind your P's and Q's. The fucking gatekeeper will fucking lower the boom <laughs> on you. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, we're we're going to have a a very Kev full June. Mm. Yeah. We're starting and ending the month. Yeah, and he said, I was looking at my June, and <clears throat> it started off with a uh, a complete heart attack as I realized I might have double booked myself on something. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, indeed. It was... Uh, it was when I was on putting the uh, the Brantford uh, an evening Kevin Smith a shocky night in Canada, as you will, on the calendar, and I was like, "Oh shit, I got a camping weekend in June." Oh, and I'm just like, "When is it?" When I completely forgot, I because I had purchased that stuff at the beginning of the year, and I was like. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And oh, I just like one of your one of your fairs or something? Yeah. Okay. And I'm just like, when is it? When is it? When is it? It's the week after nice. Schlocky Night because I I completely forgot when it was. And then it was like, okay, we're gonna see Kev at the beginning of the month and yeah, the, the end of the month. And I thought, is that festival at the end of the month? Oh no. Yeah. Oh no, indeed. And Nope, it's like a week after the uh, the evening with Kevin Smith and Branford. Nice. So I was just like, whew, okay, that worked out okay. Nice. So yeah, we got June 2nd, the evening with. Yep, even with Kevin Smith, Schlocky Night in Canada, Branford, Ontario. This was like one of the first Kevin uh, things in a long time, hasn't it? That wasn't a film. That wasn't a film, yeah, because it's yeah. just... Well, it's the first Q&A, straight-up Q&A, not promoting a film or yep. anything, that I've, I've been to. Me too. Yeah, but, because everything that we've gone to is either Hollywood pop. Babylon yep. or a film Q&A. Yeah. Because as we saw, was it Reboot and... uh. What else did we see? I I saw a groovy movie in, in yeah in Chicago. Reboot. Uh, no, okay. We uh, saw Babylon two hundred and reboot. Yes, that was it. Yes, yeah. So, <clears throat> but yeah, this is going to be the first like straight up Kev stand up mm-hmm. that I've seen ever. So. Yeah, where he'll, it, you know, it'll be a two-hour two show, and he'll answer three questions. There's a big chunk of ice in the bottom of this can. I hope it's ice. What else would it be? I don't know. Sons of Kent is awfully close to the east end of Chatham. You never know what's swimming out of there. Bayside Brewing. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I thought it was. I no, it was Sons this is not oh. Sons of Kent. Okay. Well, still, you're the one who talked about uh, Erio. Right. <laughs> but it's also still frozen, so we'll we'll get by. All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the second. That's the second. Then the camping that I went to last year, going back again this year. Where's that one? 
This is Sparrow Lake, Ontario. It's way the fuck up there. Yeah? Yeah. Like so, how far, how long of a drive? Uh, That'll give me an idea of what area. If I stay off the highway, it's six and a half hours. Okay. If I take the 400 series, it'll be just shy of four. Oh, okay. It's up past Barry. Okay, so it's up that way. It's up that way. So is it kind of between Barry and uh, Owenstown? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's like right. It it's up there. All right. Yeah. Don't get up that way. I haven't been up that way a whole lot. So. Yeah. I said the um. We went to Owenstown twice. Right. Yeah, I went to Tobermory a couple years ago. Never been. And that was quite the drive. That was the, is that the one where you, there, you went down, you went down a slope, like you went on a hike? Yeah. It was, well, we said we went on a hike to get down to the, the bay, Georgian Bay side of the lake. Right. And it was like. That was Tobermory, right? That was Tobermory. And it's like, there's a couple spots where it's like, oh, this is a cliff. And you have to <laughs> kind of climb carefully down down that and that water is as clear as glass and cold cold what what time of year was that summer 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 wow and like it's still cold that is you know coming straight down from the arctic at that point pretty much (laughs) and yeah but it was it was a good time like with that drive that was a five and a half hour drive I know I listened to a full episode of Critical Role. Uh, so yeah, you're looking four hour plus. Yeah, so that was a that was a that was a pretty good drive and fun drive. Uh, not all highway. I, I I try to stay off the highways as much as I can just to uh, take in the scenery and whatever. Sure, it tacks on a few hours onto the onto the drive time, but I get to see some stuff that I haven't. I don't usually get to see in this area. And we almost did that on our drive the other day. Yeah. Yeah. But we ended up uh, talking ourselves out of it just for, for time constraints. Uh, time, time is time. And they said, you don't get those memories back. Yeah. If you don't, like I said, what I did see on my drive is like, ah, this is cool. And I'm like, I wish other people were with me to share this visual because like, there's a couple big hills and valleys that I went up and down into. And it was like, like foot off the gas. And I'm still doing a hundred K as I'm going down this hill. And it's just like, wow, I sure hope the brakes work when I get to the bottom and that guy's not turning left. Yeah. I don't remember much of driving up that way. Like we went to Barry once like uh, new market. Yep. Once. And then when I was a kid, I went up near Algonquin Park on one trip, but I don't remember any of that travel at all. Long ass drive. And then we went to Owen Sound twice, but we took, uh, what's that highway that goes up along the lake on the on the west side there? Oh. 24? Yeah. Something? Like up through Goderich and yep, all that? Yep. yep. That, we went that way both times. So. Yep. Well, that's not the, the it, highway. That's it's still a nice the, drive along It is that. a nice drive, but it's not like a 400 series highway. No, no, no. So... No, um, so on uh, on Friday there, we went over to the States briefly for yep. like three hours, all, had some Olive Garden. Num, num. I haven't had that <laughs> long time. Long time. 
uh, five years at least that I figured. Wow. Um, so and then decided to go because we came over port here on Sarnia Way. Yeah, yeah. And decided to go up to Mississauga and then cut back to Waterloo. Yeah. So I did kind of map it out to go instead of taking 402 up to 401 yeah. kind of thing and around, going more northerly and up and over, going above New uh, coming uh, back above down. London yeah. and whatnot. But it was going to add like 45 minutes at least. And oh. our timing, we were we just, we didn't want to get there too late for Xander and stuff. So, talked ourselves out of it. Ah, it just... We take, almost did. Take the time. We almost did. Take the but, time. Yeah. You ain't going to get that time, but... What, it was what, not a good day, though. What, yeah. You no, know, it was sure. a lot of driving. It was it was nice. It's just road trip, bro. Yep. It's good. And we got Krispy Kremes out of the deal. Oh, well, there you go. You know, so, that, that helps, too. He said, if you would have taken that extra 45 minutes, you might have got a whole batch of brand new ones. <laughs> A lot of those were fresh so, well, um, when we got them, anyways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> By the time you got them, yeah, they were day old. <laughs> but uh, still works. Oh yeah, Krispy Kremes. You nobody, nobody's kicking them out of bed. Nope. Nope. Um, I had a thought and I lost it. Oh, discovered made a made, made a discovery because we were like we went over to Port Huron, so we're on the U.S. side. So is there a Krispy Kreme over here? No, there's not one up in the Port Huron area. But there is one down in the Windsor, Detroit area. Good to know. So, from Chatham, yeah, Krispy Kreme Mississauga is two and a half, two forty-five. Yes, there is a Krispy Kreme across the border in Detroit that is an hour and a half. That's way closer. That is way closer. That is worth crossing the border yeah. <laughs> to get Krispy Kremes. I just don't know what their selections like compared to the Canadian version. Would, you know, I would assume that they're pretty standard. You, uh, you, yeah, but I've I've seen a lot of differences between franchises in the U.S. to Canada too. So mm. you just never know. You never know. But we'll we'll probably be checking that out at some sure. point. Sure, sure. We're also looking for a U.S. Costco again. Not one up in the Port Huron area, which so, is surprising, really. Yeah, but. everything's all down in the main Detroit area. So craziness. Yeah. The Motor City gets all the good stuff. No kidding. Jeez. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, you said something earlier that put a, a thumbtack in my head. I'm sorry. You said, this is the way. <laughs> yeah. Which is a reference to? Um, said. The Mandalorian. Oh, sure. I was going to go with Picard because I was just, just finished watching that series. I thought that was Make It So. Oh. <sighs> So good. Is it? I've always so heard good things. Good. You've hyped it. You hyped it somewhat. My coworker uh, yeah. was was really on it, and I've heard really good things, especially about yeah. this last season. It was like it's the last season. This is the last time you're going to see the the crew of the next generation together. It it, it was the did we the perfect swan song and release for these guys. Did we never pop in? No, no, no. In canon, oh. Wesley Crusher has kind of been absorbed into the universe kind of thing. Really? Yep. Okay. He just went just off. Poof. And, okay. Yep. So he, he disappeared and he's never to be seen again. Wow. But but we did get another uh, Beverly Crusher son to fill the void. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Jack, Jack Crusher. Jack Crusher. Is, yep. Okay. And his father, spoilers. Sean Luke. Jean Luc. Uh, no surprise there, no. honestly. There everybody knew they had a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Gates, Gates McFadden looks pretty good for her age. Yeah. And um uh, Gina Troy. 
Mariana Sirtis. Yeah. Looks pretty good for her age, too. Jerry Ryan, 7 of 9. Fucking smoking hot as well. Still. Yeah, yeah still. Right. All, right. Um, all the boys have aged poorly, though. Well, hey, considering Stewart's age, the right. fact that he's even there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, Brent Spiner, Data, uh, and Jonathan Frakes, yeah. Riker. Yeah. Fra- Frakes, really? Frakes. Frakes has seen some uh seen some miles really? after after the uh the rap party. I know, I know Burton looks looks pretty good. Burton, yeah. He does look good. And I think it's pretty sweet that he got to work alongside his daughter on yeah, the show. That's yeah. pretty cool. So, That's pretty cool. The um it, it it was uh basically uh TNG's greatest bits. Yeah. Uh for this yeah. did, did they really have a, a callback to the Borg Queen? Yes, they did. Really, you saw her. That's wow. Yep it it was um, the the um, changelings. Like See, I'm not Odo. Familiar, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm only vaguely from. I didn't watch a lot of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, so what or they, Voyager. Yeah the 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 Dominion War. That was the the thing. Like the deepest darkest secret of Starfleet. They actually use biological weapons to oh shit on the changelings to almost commit genocide. Really? Yeah, Damn. It, it was bad. Damn. And um, this was a a a tag team of the remaining changelings and the Borg. That's only mildly terrifying. Yeah, it was very terrifying for considering what they did. They had, the changelings had infiltrated Starfleet almost like, almost wholesale. The Borg developed a uh, a technology, a biological technology that was implanted in these, in every person of Starfleet through the teleporters. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> wow. Okay. So every time somebody used the teleportation devices, this Borg technology was reinforced. Okay, so anytime you touch your cell phone, you're now infected. All right. All right. And then it gets over and over and over. Wow. So much so, they had a thing called Frontier Day. This was the creation of Starfleet. This was the big anniversary. So they had the entire Starfleet fleet show up at Earth. And this is when the big plan kicked in. Okay. The Borg Queen used um, Jack Crusher, Picard's son, as the catalyst to trigger this Borg technology. It had to do with um, the prefrontal cortex, how... Once people reach the age of 25, 26, the prefrontal cortex stops growing. The Borg infection infected anybody 25 and under. Oh. Assimilating them from a distance. In the brain. Yeah. All of Starfleet, anybody that was 25 and under... Was instantly assimilated. Wow. And, and 
they because the changelings had infiltrated starfleet they had air quote upgraded all the technology and at the very end of it it was like this is a, a very borg like because what they did they slaved all the starfleet ships together to work as one as a collective and everybody's going like this is borg technology way too late everybody's now been assimilated they've taken over the ships all the ships act as one they fly in a formation a hive mind as a hive mind and it became this was is so fun because do you realize that they did it again with the two timelines yeah where the two timelines have shared the same story from and, and but different versions of the same story yep because in the the Kelvin timeline the movies yep. the the what's his name Abrams JJ Abrams Abrams yeah that timeline the third film Star Trek Beyond had a hive mind race yep a full on swarm yep <clears throat> It's. I love how they managed to do that. Yep. Whether they do that intentionally or not, I don't know. Oh, absolutely. But I, yeah. I, I, I give them kudos. I've never been a huge Star Trek fan, but I, I appreciate everything that yep. they've built with that. So, we have, uh, like that is a, a mythos that it does intimidate me. There is so much, and it's never. The, I've never heard of too many inconsistencies. No, it's pretty pretty semi permanent. Kind not, of like not a the, lot of retconning from what no. I hear. The, the canon is pretty um, canon. That's the word I was yeah. trying to think. The the, the the canon is like pretty set in stone, and woe be it to anybody that kind of tries to wiggle out of that. That's amazing for a property as old as it is, because the fans keep it on those fucking rails and. When did the Star Wars fans? Was it when Lucasfilm sold? Probably, yeah. Because oh yeah, that is exactly when. Yeah, as the prequels. He... The prequels were Lucas, and as soon as he finished the prequels, he sold to Disney, and that's when they said, "All oh, that doesn't matter." Right. All that. Yeah. So, like Kathleen Kennedy went in through, and like looking at all the the in canon novels, and said, "Nah, we can write better." And everybody's like, "What?" And this is when Rob Bellamy, Rob Bellamy had his fucking stroke and just about burned all his he, stuff. He put them away in storage for ages. He does have them back out now. Oh, he does? At their new place, <laughs> they had they actually built bookshelves okay. for him to put them up. He yeah. has them up again. He's he's proud of. Is them he again. feeling better about the? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. He's gotten past that now. We're we're past that. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> so I, I kind of picture at some point the the. The fan cry against Kathleen Kennedy was so bad. It, they could have recreated the um, uh, Cersei Lannister walk in, in Game the of walk Thrones. Of shame. The yeah. walk of shame. Yeah. With Kathleen but, Kennedy at Star Wars Celebration. But here's the thing. <laughs> she's not ashamed of what she did. Because no, she thinks not. she did the right thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, good, for, good on you that you're not listening to the millions of people that have made this franchise what it is. Mm -hmm. Good on you for fucking ignoring decades, decades of love and uh, appreciation that people poured into this franchise. I I know. And money. And money. Money's the key. And yes, they still made boatloads of money. 
Yeah, because a lot of people are going, maybe, but has maybe. Any, has anybody ever, like, uh, this is obviously not something we're going to answer right now, but I'm wondering, has anybody done the study to, because you know they can, how much money did they lose with some of the decisions they made? Um, uh, you know? The, but every diehard is going to go see a Star Wars movie regardless. Well, well, well because they boycotted Solo pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, coming off Last Jedi, yeah, because boy- everybody so, was snake bit off those three fucking sequels. Could they have? Could they? Has somebody done the math in any way to give an estimated? Solo could have made X amount of dollars. It made like whatever it made, eighty yeah. million, whatever. It yeah. could have made two hundred and fifty million, but because of the the fan hate, yeah, like did they have that? They I'm lo- sure they I'm, lost fifty percent or whatever. I'm know? sure there's calculations they can make to you. It's like yeah. Yeah, how bad was it? It's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> you got to think if that information exists, they probably have that locked up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> They're never ever going to let that information get out because the fans will go like, "See, we that's, fucking told yeah, you." That's not numbers Disney wants. Ooh, wants ooh. <laughs> no. Anyways, okay, back to Star Trek. Back to Star Trek. Okay, <laughs> so Jordy uh, now runs a Starfleet museum. Because kind of like quietly retiring him from active duty kind of thing. So he gets to play with the old toys. Right. Okay. So they're all the, all the current Starfleet ships. I, okay. I got to ask because I have not seen any images. Okay. Where's he at with his eyes? So uh, he doesn't have the visor. Doesn't have the visor. He's kind of, he's got like a contact lens okay. thing. He, like they, Is it the eyes like, that he had in first contact? I believe it was. Because oh, he had eyes at that yeah. point. Okay. Yeah. So... Just all, we had glasses or something new. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, all the Starfleet ships are connected. They're assimilated to Borg. Yep. They, they need a ship that's not connected. We have all the crew, but we're missing one piece of the puzzle. They need the D. NC-17701D. I thought I saw something referenced about yep. they they pulled the old ship out or something. They did. So. Jordy had it in this museum. <laughs> of course, that was probably his secret project in the Absolutely. back corner. Right? Absolutely. And because uh, the D was destroyed in one of the, a, a couple of the movies. The the yes, I remember the one where it crashed into a planet, right? Full on, yeah. The bridge they they disconnected the the bridge, yeah. The all the saucer section from the the I, yeah. I I remember the image of the saucer section crashing. Yeah. So Jordy was able to recover and repair the Enterprise, and they go back in, and dude, it's so it hit me. In a Gen X nostalgia fucking tsunami, I'm just like, yes, this is perfect. So does it have the saucer section? Yeah. It's okay. fully full, full, ship. Full, okay. full ship. Wow. Um, okay. Now, when you saw the bridge, yeah. did you, they do anything with the lighting? Original bridge. Original bridge. Original okay. bridge. That was like, because, you know, it's a modern show. Would they get the lighting nope. right? Nope. No, they, they took they, you right back to the they 90s? They took it right back to it. They even fucking referenced it. Oh, really? Because they're talking, because everybody's on the bridge, and Jean-Luc looks around, and he goes, it's not as big as I thought it might have been. All these new bridges are so big. This is so small. And 
legit. It looks like a fucking closet compared to the bridges of all the other <laughs> ships that you see on Star Trek anymore. Even the small ships have bridges that are bigger than what the Enterprise D was. And they're standing there and they're going like, it's small. It looks like they took the original set and just put it in storage. Probably did. Yep. And then they're going like, we might need this. Well, one day. I know for a fact that you can get the schematics to build an actual replica. Yeah. Like, I've seen that on the internet. Yeah. So, so <laughs> it's yeah. out there. This it is. It was right back from the very first episode of TNG. Nice. It was just like, yes, they gave us everything. Did you get the image of everyone at their post? Yes. Yes. The only thing, like. Who was missing? Uh, Wesley. Okay. Uh, Tashiar, obviously. Um, that was it. Everybody. So Worf was there? Worf was there. Okay. Um, Worf. <laughs> Worf, Worf was on a. a a philosophical warrior's journey right now. I was about to ask, did Worf become like a hippie or something? Sort of, kind of. Is it like in the, the A-Team movie, B.A. had become a pacifist? Well, not so much a pacifist, but he was, uh, he, Worf is always looking for the good, honorable death that he thinks he deserves. And there's, there's, a, there's a fucking part where Worf and Riker are on a board cube and they're fighting and... Worf drops his sword and it, Riker comes up and he goes to pick it up and Riker can barely lift his sword up. He goes, why is this so heavy? That kind of thing. And he was like, why do you even have a sword? And Worf was like, I like swords. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Not a batleth? Not a batleth. What's going on is he? Oh, well, take it up with Worf. <sighs> but it was... Uh, you had a couple people. Not my Klingon. Not your Klingon. <laughs> uh, Jerry Ryan, 7 to 9, was on. Um, See, I know next to nothing about that character. I did not yeah. watch Voyager. I, I, I think I watched half the first season, yeah. and that was it. So I know nothing about that character they, at all. They did a fucking almost spot-on callback to Locutus oh. with Jack. Oh, Locutus. Because the very first time you see um, Jack... After he's been captured, he's been converted to a Borg, and he has that little thing with the laser on the side that Locutus had. Okay. It is like, oh, well, fuck, of course. And the Borg queen, fucking terrifying. She's now integrated with the ship, and she's up and behind, kind of leaning over. Half her face is uh, destroyed. Was it the same actress by any chance? I think it was. Really? Yeah. And... I forget who played her. I can't forget it too. But and like she's kind of up there menacing. She's integrated to the ship, and it was like this is so awful. That whole floating torso hive entity thing is always one of the best yeah. images. Yeah. Um. So we got a Star Tr Star Wars moment in our Star Trek. What? Yeah. So the is this uh. Nerds, nerds unite, let's fight. Yeah, that okay. kind of thing. All right. So uh, the Enterprise is flying around the outside of the board cube, um, just shooting. It's getting shot at, and they're shooting back at it. Uh, they're going like, oh, the beacon, um, the broadcast beacon is in the middle of the board cube, and we can't get it from here. 
Well, data, data has been reintroduced, reintegrated. So the battle for data, data was fucking, it was amazing. I heard there's a lot with data. Oh, yeah. So you had, you had Lore, B4, Nunian Sung, and Data all existing in the positronic brain housed in the Data body. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, you talk about overclocking. Overclocking big time. And one of the big plot points was there was a battle between lore and data over control. As there would be. As there would be. And data won out by tricking lore. Because the the battle that they're going through is like um, lore was going through data's memory. And pulling out like these are cards and stuff like this, and, and Data's going, "Oh yes, yes I, I learned to play poker and stuff like this." This is one of my fondest memories. And Lore is, air quote, destroying these memories, oh. thus destroying Data. Right. But Data figured out that Lore wanted to be Data, so he wasn't destroying Data's memories. He was keeping them. He was absorbing them. He was absorbing the memories. Okay. So when data finally succumbed, he, all his memories went into lore. Data took over and destroyed lore in the process. Very cool. Because all, all data's memories were now stored in lore's section section and it all became data. Anyways, told you that to tell you this. Data, they're flying the ship, and they're going like, it, the broadcast beacon's in the middle of the ship. We can't get to it. Data goes, I can get us there. They're going like, what? There, there's Jordy. There's uh, Beverly Crusher's shooting the guns. Um, and Deanna Troy on the bridge. Everybody else is in the board cube right now. Okay. Data goes, trust me, I can get us there. And they're going like, all right. So Data is now flying the Enterprise X-Wing style through the Death Star. Through the substructure? Through the substructure into the board cube. Nice. As Just as... So a return of the Jedi trench run. Yes. That thing. Okay, yeah. nice. So what you have, just before they go into it... Data says under his breath, well, here goes nothing. Jordy goes, what did you just say? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And they dive in. So they ended up blowing up everything. Um, Picard, to save his son, assimilates himself to get into the collective to talk to his son. Okay. And basically it turns into the power of love is what killed... The uh, the, the power of love kills Locutus. Yep, yep. So, <laughs> oh jeez, it was. I was tickled after this series. It was just like, if I've never, if I never see these characters again, fine. What they gave me with these guys was spot on, perfect. I will probably get to it. I watched the first episode, but I just never went back. Yeah. I will be trying to get to it because yeah. it's it's been on my radar for a long time. I really should. I know my dad loves it too. So, yeah. So, yeah. Season three, Picard 
fantastic. It was it was a love story to TNG fans, and they just like, yeah, here, here, we're going to give you all the things that you loved, all the people that you remember. Q made an appearance. Yep, I saw um, that. Yeah, it was it was like all the greatest hits all over again. Really good. I had fucking watched the hell out of that. Yeah, you texted me today. I finished it. Is there any other good sci-fi out there? Yeah, that was not that I've heard of. But I said I was on Crave, and they had Strange New Worlds, yes. which is a prequel to original. Yes, with um, Chris Pine, no Chris Pike. Is the captain? Yes, Captain Pike. Yep, Captain. I started to watch that. Yeah, first episode. I think they got me hooked. From what I hear, it's it's pretty decent. We have one or two actors from it coming to CK Expo this weekend. Really? Yes. Good. At least at least one for sure. Plus, uh, um, Miskilitz, uh, Tupi and Binu, the Tupi and Binu puppeteer. Okay. It's coming back again. And he's done work on that show in at least one episode. Okay. And I think the guy who's coming, the actor from the show, got killed by one of his puppets. Nice. <laughs> Hear that? Yeah. That's ice. That's a lot of ice. That's a lot of ice. Wow. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, CK Expo is next weekend. And, you know, if you are a fan, get into that show. You might see one there. <sighs> Hold on. Oh, oh okay. We're good on this one. Get on this one. No emergency? Uh, nope. We're all, all good. Right. Yeah, CK Expo next yeah. week. Yeah, right? April, yeah, April 29th. And, uh, yeah, it's it, it's shaping up to be a, a pretty good day. Oh, it usually is, you know. It's so bad. I've got an interview late in the afternoon with Matthew G. Taylor, uh, who played in Resident Evil. Uh, what's the... The, the big the big creature the nemesis oh he played the nemesis the big the, the big guy in the Pyra- in, in pyramid the head no no not that silent hill okay but yeah he I, my horror I, think, I think it's nemesis mixed up um yeah he's he's coming i'm i'm watching that movie this week so i got to do my homework. it might be an idea to but i we we talked to him i've already done some homework and i already have some questions lined up and whatnot so I'm, this is on the main stage. It will be on the main stage, I think, at 2 in the afternoon, but the schedule might have changed. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Um, what time What time are doors? Uh, 9, I believe, for early entrance, I think it is, and then 10 for general entrance. Okay. Uh, I believe it closes at 5. That's not bad. So Not bad. Yeah. And uh, we have the, Goes is going to be there, the video game collector guy with all the old systems and new. Yeah. And he'll he'll have the PlayStation VR set up again. Ooh, yeah. And he has promised to make that the last thing he packs up so that I get I actually get a chance to uh, yeah. finally sit in the next wing. <laughs> yeah. Because every year I try and every there's always fucking kids there. Yeah. Fucking God kids. Damn it, kids. This isn't for you. No. Get out of the X Wing. It's my turn. Don't even know what an X Wing is. Yeah, exactly. You don't know you don't you don't know Star Wars. Yeah. What's Luke's call sign? Red 55? You're right. No, fuck off. It's not it. Exactly. Right. Don't know. You don't know. What well, what planet what planet is is uh Chewy from? Yeah. Yeah. Come uh, on, yeah. Come on. Answer uh, that one. Endor. Oh, well, ah, ah. Get, get him. <laughs> fuck. Just oh. just a herd of Gen Xers with baseball bats. <laughs> just like, what? Wrong. 
pow. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's that is a large portion of Star Wars fandom online. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. I can remember before they got rid of them, IMDb used to have a very uh popular message board. <laughs> At least it had quite a few people I would see in there, particularly under um in the Star Wars section. Yeah. Um, there were a couple different threads that had different crews in there. You had the OG trilogy people versus the new crew, and yeah, 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 yeah. It, there was some pretty heated debates oh, there. Yeah, wow, nothing like. But I will say, a surprising number of people always agree that Han shot first. There was not a lot of people that were against it. So no, because he shot first. Yes, he did. But you know, there are those people out there that go. That, by the and you know what I like to call those people? Wrong. Yeah. Amen. Wrong. Amen. I hear you, brother. Wrong. Han Solo, Han Solo shot the fuck out of Greedo first. Yes, he did. Amen. And if you I have, disagree with that, come fucking fight me. <laughs> <laughs> I have the uh the I I bought it at a yard sale, the THX remastered VHS Ooh, set. Oh, the real Yes. And I did check it to make sure, yes, yeah. Han shot first. Yes. So I do have that. I don't think I own an an actual working VCR anymore. But yeah, I'm sure you can find one somewhere. Oh, they're out there. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah, yeah just thrift stores. Yep. Oh, tons. <laughs> tons. <laughs> well, like I said I have like went to the thrift store a couple of days ago. And ended up buying a uh, VHS copy of The Crow. <laughs> yeah, you showed me that. And my my wife like, like, do we have like? Do we even have a VCR? I said, oh, I could probably find one. She's looking like a fucking idiot. So, And then you go to try and hook it up to your TV, and it's not going to have the plugs. Oh, I know. You remember how back, you know, back way back in the day, first, every TV just had the two UHF, VHF screw nuts, yep, right? Yep. And in order to connect yeah, cable to slide. it, you had to have that little resistor thing, and you hooked them on, and then the cable could attach. Yep. Then you had, okay. a sl- had the slide. And you had the slide. Yep. yep. Um, so after that came just the coaxial connection. Yes. Okay. And that was, that was it for yeah. a while and then, t- until you started getting into stereo sound. Then you had the RCA cables. Then you got into the RCA cables. Now we're, we got, now we're into the HDMIs and all that. And yeah. Can you even hook up a VCR to a modern TV? If you're lucky, you might have rca plug still on it but there's a lot of modern tvs that don't i think right yeah you're gonna have to get a bunch of jumpers to adapters uh, and shit yeah you're gonna have to be like an electronic engineer just to hook up a damn vcr or 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 hear me out hear me out go find yourself a small 27 inch (laughs) there you go crt (laughs) yeah cathode ray tube yeah crt and hook it up. Watch it. it old hope school. it works. Hope it works. Hope it works. Yep. But CRTs were built to last. Yeah. Fucking bulletproof those fucking <laughs> things. And I would love to see if somebody still has a floor model. Oh, God. A f- that still works. I would love to see what the picture looks like. My buddy Will from work is a nostalgia collector. He does have one of those. Does it work? It works beautifully. Yeah. Do you know how I know? He hooked up his laser disc player. Oh shit! And was playing. I think it was Star Wars on laser disc on this monster. You're talking laser disc. You're talking the big, talking like bigger eagle. than a vinyl. Bigger. Yep. Okay. The original nice. laser disc. And 
he is just like I'm, as big as that that your entertainment center right here on the floor here. That's how big that fucking cabinet <laughs> is with a twenty-seven inch like oh, cathode ray I, tube. I can picture it weighing a fucking metric ton. Yes, they so, did. Fuck. Yes, they were heavy as they, fuck. They were built to last. They were not built to be moved. No. Most houses were built around those fucking things. I, you know, I can remember being home alone a few times as a kid. You know, latchkey kids that, as Gen that X was our era. era. That yep. was our era. Um, and there was like a really bad thunderstorm. Yep. I hugged close to the TV because I knew nothing was taking that TV. Fuck no. <laughs> Cat five hurricane. Pfft. Strap yourself to the TV. Exactly. You're fine. <laughs> Ain't going nowhere. Nope. But yeah, uh, Will Will sent me a videos of his house. I was like, I want to come over and play with your toys. <laughs> he goes, Come on over, man. He co- <laughs> he has uh, vintage. He collects vintage toys. Wow. And he does he, between toys and vintage McDonald's stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, his. He moved. He had to get like a full size uh, shipping container to move his memorabilia collection. Wow, that's the kind of a dream of us nerds, dude. Yeah, he like he was married, and then he wasn't married, and he goes need something to fill the void. Stuff. <laughs> build museums. Oh, it is. You remember the attack tracks? It was like a, a silver gray wheeled tank you could program in. Yes. He has a working one of those. Wow. He had a video on TikTok of him programming in the attack tracks and setting it off. Really? And that was the one who was like, dude, I want to come over and play with your toys. That's cool. Yeah. So he goes, come on over. <laughs> because he's, crazily enough... A giant Star Wars nerd on top of what? what? Yeah, I know. So there was there was a time me and him we'd we'd be just happened to get on the same shift and we would sit there talk for hours, hours about geek shit. And we're just like he was a lift truck driver. And like some of the guys that he was supposed to be servicing, they're like, Are you gonna do something? They're like Wait, we're not done. That kind of thing. So <laughs> we're talking about Star we're Wars. talking over here. So yeah, may the force be with you. Leave us alone. Yeah, but his his collection is just stunning, yeah. stunning. Yeah, with uh, the, the 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 sheer size of that's, of his collection. That's kind of a dream. Yeah. yeah, that's on that bucket list. That when I win the big lottery thing. Oh, yep. like. He didn't win the lottery. He was just a factory dude like me, and he. But you, you're so, smart with your money. You yeah, do that shit. Yeah. Well, I think he 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 was dealing in a lot of his stuff, so he would get some stuff, then he would flip it, and that kind of thing. So he was. I don't think everything is a permanent collection kind of thing, like unless he like really really needed it. Mm-hmm. So, like it was. Um, oh, was it? Last Halloween or something, him him and his girlfriend dressed up in some of the vintage McDonald's uniforms that he has and did a Halloween roller skate at Dresden. Really? Yeah. 
Wow, when you said McDonald's stuff, I was not expecting like uniforms. Honestly. Everything, everything. I was expecting like Happy Meal toys and shit. Everything. Wow. All right. He's got. Do you remember McDonald's ashtrays? I can picture them. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a bunch of those cups, like porcelain cups, like coffee mugs. We have we have the set of Shrek Two, I think it was glasses mm-hmm. that were recalled. For something in the glass, like you shouldn't use them to drink out of. <laughs> Lead. <laughs> something like that, yes. But they yeah. got out, and we got them. Nice. And I'm quite sure we still have them somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But you might have a, <laughs> might have a collector's item on your it. hand. I highly doubt it, but you never know. You never know. You like never I said, know. You, do you know what you do? Your your best bet is going to eBay. Yeah. And you, you, you go in there, and you see what... If any, like if they're on there, and you don't look at the stuff that's on for sale, you look at the stuff that sold. Mm-hmm. What did it sell for? Yes, that gives you a baseline of what right. kind of value, right? And you can see how crazy it can get, right? Absolutely. Deal. Somebody paid five, but this person only got it for twenty. You know? Yeah. Well, I know how crazy eBay can be because I was looking at the um, Crow original soundtrack vinyl, and the cheapest price on there was fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it was just like, hmm, I want it, but not that bad. So. I'm pretty sure my coworker Shane has one. What? Pretty sure. Whoa. Pretty sure. Wow. We talked about it. Yeah. I think he said he had it. I could be wrong, but I I know we had a discussion about it not that long ago. Really? Yes. Yeah, the crowd came up in conversation sometime, I want to say, in the last month and a half or so good to know yeah <laughs> he's a big vinyl collector too yeah so. no this is that. he was the one that was at that place we went to that clearance shop oh yeah yeah yeah. That, yeah he yeah. he was the one that, that was him oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so <sighs> what else you want to talk about dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons <laughs> What a night that was. Um, yeah, so just had a, a bullshit. Let's just have level 12 characters go into arena and fight some big monsters. Well, it said we were going to get together and play anyways. Mm-hmm. And me running that Dragonlance campaign, I didn't want to run it without everybody being there. Carney couldn't make it. We were down at least two bodies. Right. So, so it was just like, no, I can't. I don't want to do that. So you stepped up and go like, we're going to the brawl. What do I call it? Brawlicium. Brawlicium. Yes, an interdimensional arena. Yeah, that we've used it once one other time. It's just it basically we're just running a boss fight. Yep. And uh, so last night I had we had I had a few options. The host had a few options. I thought you had three options. We had well four technically for the initial options. Yeah. Two sets of or three duos of dragons. Yeah. And then there was the one that where you could die permanently because you were dealing with like demon type spawn, yeah, yeah, a baler yeah. and a hellfire engine, I think it's called. Yes. Yep. Um, but they end up choo- choosing dragons and they picked a random duo, which ended up being a red and black adults. Yes. Adult red, adult black. <laughs> which by the a challenge rating and a counter uh, calculator thing I have I found online should have been a deadly a, de- a deadly a, a deadly experience. It almost was. For, yes, we almost lost one player. Yeah, and but most of us did take some solid hits. I took one right out of the gate, and it was like, I did too. 
I am going to be standing back here mm-hmm. out of range. Yeah. So. Wizards shouldn't be up close. Yeah. No, no, no. I am way too squishy for that nonsense. The only thing that helps me is I'm a turtle. I have an 18. I, I like I'm a turtle. I think I have my AC is a 12. Yeah, that's it. Like the only reason I have it that high is because I think one of the magic items I had bumped me up a little bit and then I got a half decent dexterity. And that's it. I got thinking, that's it. I got thinking honestly this tune should uh take a couple levels of warlock, go pack to the chain. And run around with an imp, and then I can just go in my shell and cast spells through my imp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a way to go right there. Whereas me, I was just like, what's the dragon breath range? 60 feet? I can cast from 120 feet. I'm going to be back here about 110 feet. Yeah. Yeah, the two of us both playing uh, Dunamancy. Well, you're, you're Dunamancy. I was Chronomancy. Yeah. Um, but for yeah, some reason, mine's, mine's more... Gravimetric. Yes. Yours is more chronic. Time. Time. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Which I wasn't getting close enough to use the one ability because it has to be within 30 feet. That's way too way close. Way too close. Um, I then, waited in there the one time. I got close and I hit him with that a- AG's uh, sapping sting. Yes. And it almost worked until the DM realizes, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I still have a legendary resistance left. Yeah. Yeah. They have those damn legendary resistances. Yeah. And I said, I had to. But that sapping sting spell, which only comes up in D&D beyond if you play one of the two wild mount subclasses yeah. for wizard. Yeah. It's the only way to even see it as an a, a, a available spell list. But Crazy. it is, it's a cantrip for a con save. A failure is 1d4 necrotic damage, which is just killer devastating. <laughs> and then it knocks them prone. Right. Like, wow. A cantrip that can knock a, knock a, something prone? It's a little OP, I think. Yeah. But but it, I, then again, con save is one of the most highest saves, right? Right. 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 Every, D- uh, everybody pumps up their con because... It's such a uh, a common saving throw, right? But <coughs> this fall, okay. I got a little ahead of myself with the sapping sting because we were talking about the dragons. Yes, and I didn't use that on the dragons. Uh, I know I tried once. Yeah, I did try once. I don't think it worked. No, the uh, the red dragon did nobody any favors, including the black dragon when he <laughs> flame breathed. Everybody. Yep. His cone, he didn't give a fuck. Nope. And and the black dragon was right in the the black dragon took it right to the face. Oh, I said everybody got it. I think I was just outside, so I dodged yeah. that bullet one time. But I think the big hit I took was the black dragon. His very first attack was his breath weapon. Yep. And it just perfectly lined up yep. where I me and another character were in, in fucking conga line of death. And I think I failed my uh, my saving throw, and that's when I'm like, I'm going to back the fuck up. And <laughs> too close, too, too close. close, too close, too squishy, too close. But it was uh, that was a that was a good fight. And then, so yeah, we took down the two dragons, and hooray, we're the champion. The crowd goes wild. The host appears. That was fantastic. Do you guys want to go for the bonus round? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, which, so they gave us, a, basically he zapped us and we had the equivalent to a long rest yeah. instantly. Because both Brent and Carter were jacked up. Yes. Well, Carter had had fallen. Yeah, Carter had fallen. We managed, yeah, we managed to get him back up. He on was down feet. with two death saves. Right. And by the time, <laughs> that's when I got to him and I dumped that healing potion into him. Or I think Brent got there first. Started slapping, laying on ha- laying on hands <laughs> yeah. to get him up at the very least. Oh yeah, it was the trash when Brent was laying on hands on himself, yeah. just just rubbing his hands yeah. all over. Oh, I'm so healthy now. <laughs> like, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just yeah, I just kind of spoiled the, the yeah. surprise. <laughs> yeah, the bonus round was a Tarask. five e Tarask. a five e Tarask. which is probably the. The least threatening of the Tarasks. Yeah, as we discovered, because four level 12s defeated it. Yeah. Now. It wasn't easy. It was not easy. No. Um, And admittedly, I may have not been rolling the saves right. No. I still haven't been able to get a clear answer whether if if there's nothing under the save, the saving throw on the card. Is there a bonus to save? If it's not on the card. But it could be a on top of thing. That's where I'm still, I, I haven't been able to find the, the clear answer yet. But I will. But I did watch that video you posted. Yes. Explaining the 5e Tarask. And yes, how the 5e Tarask is not the be-all global killer creature that it once was. No. No. And I said. For one, it dies. Right, it dies relatively easy because it it does not have any sort of regeneration no. that I saw in there at all. No, and it just dies. No wish needed, like in the original version, where you had to take it down and then a wish to keep Finish. it dead. Yeah, there was a lot of things like we proved. You like I said you ran the Tarask rules rules as written, mm-hmm. and yes, you were having. Terrible rolls. All those rolls were in open. It rolled to resist. Yeah. It rolled with advantage to resist the black tentacles. Yeah. But it rolled single digits every time. Yeah. It was just. With a 17 DC. Yeah. You just couldn't. You could not escape those tentacles. Could not get out. So it was stuck in the spot. And we were able to keep a distance because the terrasse does not have range. Ranged. As yep. written, a terrasse does not have range. Yep. I have seen ideas on how to change that. Yeah, just start throwing <laughs> houses at people. Because I, I was having this conversation with Parker earlier. I said, yeah, did you hear, Lisa, we took down the Tarrasque last night. He goes, yeah, that's not a big deal. An Aarakocra, like a first-level Aarakocra can do it. Yep, and with, I'm a, just with like, an alchemy jug. Well, not even that. He can just you, you start using like cantrips and stuff like that. They're talking oh, yeah, about, acid splash. Right. So they're talking about... Um, uh, the debate raged about an Aarakocra ranger just shooting, like just shooting the Tarrasque mm-hmm. from range. Eventually, he's going to kill it. Yep. Or like, but he's going to also run out of ammunition real fast. Yes. So there's one of the debate was like the debate with that was somebody had figured out how much how many arrows it would take to take down a Tarrasque. <laughs> it was something to the tune of like almost 13,000 arrows. So 
<laughs> it's it's one of those ridiculous math things that comes with uh, Dungeons and Dragons that every once in a while you get. But we can do this, and rules as written as this, and yeah. like, yeah, sure. But you also have to figure out thirteen thousand arrows. Yeah, so. I had a thought of how to take out a Tarask using that staff of the Magi. Yeah, you know, but I'm. I think it requires a feat that I don't have on that on my character from last night. Um, because the only way it requires having the reactionary ability of Misty Step. Uh, Not a bonus action, a reaction. reaction. And I think that is the feat Shadow Touched. Probably. I think it's something like that. With that, using a Staff of the Magi, you could break it, reaction out, with a a preset wall of force, Thirty feet away yeah. to, to to protect you from the explosion, as the I think it's sixteen times number of charges. And if you have a full charge, if it, yeah, yeah. So sixteen times fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> and it's I believe radiant damage, which is almost impossible to. Well, yeah, so the the, the terrasque doesn't isn't immune to it because yeah. if it was fire, it, it would be immune to it. Yeah, so it just belches. Yeah. Well, that, that, was, that was my biggest problem with uh, my spell selection last night. I was like, okay, he has resistances. He has that reflective carapace. Yeah. He, like, I'm just like... Mm. Yeah, targeted and, spells yeah. are hard to hit. And like I said, I think I used... Brent kept trying to do Eldritch Blast. Right, and that, that turned out terribly. And I said, I, I think I did one fireball... In the um, the dragon fight, and I'm going like, yeah, this is a bad idea. No, I used fireball against the Tarask. That was my opening. Yeah, that was my my opening six level spell slot. I hit him with like the biggest gun that I had, mm-hmm. and it did half damage even. But yeah, yeah, it, I was like, but yeah, it's Tarask. Okay. <laughs> but it, it came down to exploiting the Tarasks' um, bad constitution rolls for saving throws. Yes, that's what saved us the most. Yeah, because like going through my spell list, I'm going like, okay, that's a strength, that's a dex, that's a this, that's a that. And I'm going like, he's got, he can beat those. But this constitution one, he's going to have trouble with. And my save was so high that really gave uh, mm-hmm. gave him fits. Yeah, seventeen. That, that's what mine was at. Yeah, mine's so at eighteen. That's you know that's difficult. That's difficult to save no matter what they are. Now it's at twenty two. <laughs> that grimoire thing. Oh. Um, I think uh, I, you know I was also hit, trying to hit him with the Tasha's mind whip, which is not a laser focus thing. Yeah. Right, and again, it was just a save when it would hit. But that was an intelligence save, I believe, which he had a plus five to. Right. So when it hit, it took away his reaction. Yes. So that allowed the fighter to, you know, stick and move. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Carter's fighter, a fairy who just enlarges and then enlarges again. He Ru- goes from yeah. being small size to huge size. Yeah. The rune knight subclass for the fighters, he giggled, just giggled his little ass <laughs> off when he when he. he he put that one together, 
and he's going like, I can do this, and then I can do this, and this makes me this. That, that's the fun of this this idea, being able to just playing around with these high-level yeah. tunes. Yeah. We don't get that no. too often. Um, I'm watching a guy on YouTube. I think it was like D&D Daily, where he does these specialized builds of characters and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And he usually goes to like uh, level 20 with these builds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is kind of cool, looking at some of the stuff that he has set up. And I was like, there was one I made today off of that. It was a, um, oh, Vengeance Paladin up to level six. And then the rest of it, the other, the next 14 levels were Whisper's Bard. I see. I don't know enough about either one of those. Yeah. So what's whis- whispers? Is that the one that deals with the death a lot? Yeah. Okay. That's the one Tom was playing in yeah. my game. Okay. So what he did with this, he gave the the his paladin build the double bladed uh, scimitar. Okay. He took great weapons fighting. Okay. He can't roll less than a three. On his damage dice. Because the two-bladed scimitar is 2d4 plus. Okay. Great weapon fighting lets you re-roll ones and twos on your damage roll. Oh, shit. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, and where the paladin only has, uh, can only get two attacks per round, that that's just it. It doesn't get the bump that the fighters get. Right. The double-bladed scimitar has a bonus action to, you can bonus action weapon attack with the two-bladed scimitar. A a backhand strike. The backhand strike. So you now have a paladin capable of three strikes per round, rolling no less than six plus strength. Now you factor in uh, a possible sneak attack on the first strike. Right. And then you have smites on top of that as well. I forgot about the smites. <laughs> I forgot it was a pally you were starting with. Yeah. Holy fuck. That's going to hit. That first strike is going to be a, a fucking truck. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So I was, like, was kind of putting that one together. And I went, ooh, okay. I see the potential in this. So um, I've. I've been working on an, an NPC for my game. Been tweaking an NPC yep. that's a wizard lock. Okay. For more role play and for story reasons, yep. but yep. there's some interesting common ideas that I'm working with that. Nice. So, you yeah. played today? Did yes. You play today? Yes. Yes. The online game did. Your happen. online game did yes. go off. Yes, we did. Uh, the, the Adventures of Hank boudreaux continue <laughs> as we're still in uh dwarfheim is the place yeah. it's overrun it's dwarven citadel um the the king of the dwarves is with us where and we're we're still trying to find a way out while protecting this orb <sighs> we get it we go up to the next level from where we were at yeah. um and uh it's the economy district it's in it's it's in flames and it's been overrun, but we noticed that the the green smoke that was coming in that was turning people to the undead yep. has been venting in there. Oh, oh, which isn't supposed to happen. Okay, so now we're supposed to suspecting an inside job. 
Like Shit. somebody's working was working with them yeah. on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And spy shit. There's some spy shit. Yes. That that other video that I put up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, I was like spy oh, shit. Exactly. That's amazing. That idea. Um, we get up to the next level, which is the Temple of Light. Yeah. Um, we have to fight off a few uh, hordes of zombies. Which uh, we're able to dispatch fairly easily, actually. Uh, we expected it to be a lot harder fight, but we, we plowed through them. And uh, now we have to go, we're going to end up having to go back down into the bowels of this place. <laughs> of course. To find the three other scrolls to activate the temple's defenses. Uh, yeah. Um, it's always the way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're there with the king. We we need a way out of this this place. Like there's supposed to be a secret way out or something. King would know. The king would know. He was asleep. Well, who's gonna wake him up? Hank does. Hank's half cut because the bar was giving free drinks in this in this temple to keep people's spirits up. Absolutely. I'm half cut. I was. I, everybody knows my name because anybody who walked in, I was giving him a drink. Hi, I'm Hank. Please oh, meet you. Nice to you. Doing how you doing? Nice to Sam. Uh, I'm going for a Ted Lasso kind of situation nice. a bit with this guy. <laughs> Everybody knows my name. Yeah. Um, and they say, well, who's going to go ask the king where this the thing is? Well, fuck, I'll do it. <laughs> He's snoring away. I go and kick him. Hey, hey, uh, your, your highness? Uh, yeah. He goes, yeah, here, take this. He hands me the crown <laughs> and goes back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> I step out of the king's tent wearing the crown, and I just put my hands out. I'm like, what? Hail to the king, <laughs> baby. I said, does this make me the king now? And no. one of the guys like, um, I don't think that's how the hierarchy <laughs> works. He said, I don't know. He gave me this and said, this will help. But he didn't tell me where the door is. <laughs> Just walk around with the magic crown headlight on. In the center of this temple, there's this a, a well. Mm. And when I go in, I touch the water. It almost pulls me in. Like it, there's a there's a draw. Hmm. Oh, yeah, right. Couldn't find anything else in the room. This is the only thing. So somebody else like, I'll go. I'll I'll try it. I'll be the guinea pig. Okay. And I'm like, well, I got the crown. This is supposed to be the key. So I touch the crown to the water. It becomes a giant whirlpool. So I jump into it, or okay. I step into it. Yeah. Poof. I'm on another. I'm back in the gardens, which is where we started this session. The, this it's like holy ground. Mm-hmm. I'm back there, two levels below. Oh, okay. But in a different section from where we were at. Okay. But you're oh, familiar shit. with the spot. I'm kind of familiar with it. It's a safe space. Yeah. So I jump back in. Safe space, fucking snowflake. <laughs> I jump back into the into the, the into the the thing I just came out of. Yeah. I'm in a completely different spot. Oh. I don't recognize this place. It's quiet. It's very quiet. It's a fountain of some type. No. I don't know this city at all. And I hear, okay, yeah, there's bad shit not far away. So this level's been overrun too, but I don't know where the fuck I am. (laughs) I jump back in again. Poof, I'm back into the Temple of Light. Okay, okay, I'm back. (laughs) So is it kind of like a racetrack? Well, they showed this, this, uh, the the side view of this temple, and there's like basically 10 levels kind of thing. Okay. And the temple's on like level three, I think. Maybe even level two, but level three. The garden is at level five. Okay. So I went from level three down to level five, and then apparently I was in level one, the palace at the very top. And this is like a random this whirlpool portal thing. It's a random where you. Land? I don't know. I don't know if it's random because well, I only did it once. Yeah. 
apparently I can take two people with me. Anybody else who follows, if the other guy who said I'll test it would have jumped in there without the crown, dead, he had would have had a high saving throw to survive being drowned. Yeah, yeah, I could see. So that. yeah, I have to take people with me. It's an emergency exit only. <laughs> a king's exit, exactly. Yeah, I get it. I get. But it. I still have the crown. Nice. <laughs> I'm the still king, walking around with it. Kings will. <clears throat> king never asked for it back. <laughs> he knows where it's at. Yeah. Well, yeah. Although we're going on the mission, he's not coming with us. Mm. Although he's a badass, yeah, he's he, not coming with us. He's, he's going to take that back before you guys go on that um, mission. Well, we're going to go find the first, the first of the scrolls, which is rumored to be in the ec- economic district, which is on fire from which inflation? was somewhat on fire and, and you somewhat know on somewhat fire. on fire and you know <laughs> overrun with the horde. But we have some rogues with us, and we even got picked up some extra bodies, some mercenaries, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, but. I'm a halfling cleric in chainmail. <laughs> okay. We have another cleric who's also in noisy armor. Sure. We don't sneak. No, but you can banish. We pull well, no, we pulled a different trick. We the the GM allowed this with limitations. Three of us climbed into a bag of holding. We using reeds to breathe. Wow. While the rogue snuck in and got into the second floor of the pub and then let us out in the, the chamber that they they found. Okay. Okay. That's... Jam allowed it because we, we allowed a way for us to breathe. All right. And yeah. it only allowed three of us because we, we stayed under the 500-pound weight limit of a bag of holding. Yeah. And okay. they dumped everything else out. <laughs> she had... She had just said that she was wandering around picking up extra rope and extra supply, just uh, dumping supplies in. Yeah. And then, then we go, well, how are we going to sneak it? Well, why don't we go in the bag? Somebody came up with the idea of using the bag of holding. And, she, and then she goes, starts pulling everything out. <laughs> well, it was a good idea at the time to hoard um, this stuff. But, yeah, she snuck us in. Like, uh, no problem. It worked. Yeah. It's not... It's not a dumb plan if it works. Yep. So yeah, nice. GM discretion there. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but yeah, he, because it does say in the rules about the bag of holding about breathing creatures and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You know, they only get like ten minutes. Ten minutes or an hour? I think it's ten minutes. Um, minus one for every creature in there. Oh. So if three of us, three of us were in there, if we didn't have the straws to breathe, we've only would have only had about three and a half minutes worth of air. Yep, you're dead. So. Yeah, suffocate. Something like that. Some suffocate and die. Now that's the rules as written. Yeah. My world, the game I'm running, I play by different. Yep. So. Yep. 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 But that's my mechanic that I've almost been... like the three nose of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Yeah. The, the well, the first rule of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. If you no. don't like a rule, change it. Yep. Or uh, RPGs in general. Uh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I got I, like. For later this week, you're talking about running your game or possibly yes. Tom's Ho- mage hopefully, game. Hopefully, hopefully my game. But I understand if Tom wants to continue because yeah. he's is he on a roll? We've been on a pretty good roll with it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to get a hold of you somehow and whip up a character for that. It's been a long time since I did something like that. So yeah. cool. We'll build that. Yeah, we'll be able to work that out. It is a different system, but it's yeah. like riding a bike. You'll get it. Sure, sure. I'm. I'm the man whore cat burglar. 
Brent's the the techie nerd, and uh, Taz talks to ghosts. <laughs> yeah, and and he works with chemicals. Okay, I'm playing. This is the character I I know I talked about it on here um, that I found in my old character folder. Yes, that yes. I made like ten years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, he has to smoke weed in order to do his magic, and I made that character long before oh, I was a weed a smoker. Cult of ecstasy, guy? cult of ecstasy. Um, so his Taz's character, yeah, messed with my weed. <laughs> I actually got, took penalties from smoking it. No. Yeah, he heightened my weed. He Taz <laughs> has a tendency of playing characters that like to do that in games. Yeah. Because we had a running gag in an old game that I ran years ago, or it was Tom, Tom ran it, where Taz, Taz had a character who developed the next level coffee. We called next. it Coffee X. <laughs> All right. When you... When you poured it into a glass the glass vibrated <laughs> nice nice there's a slight <laughs> hum there oh what would i he was playing an order of hermes and they're bookworms yeah and yeah, yeah. so he needed something to help him while he's trolling the aisles of the library that would do it what would i i'm almost thinking like a john constantine type guy um that's getting into spirit again. Yeah. Unless you want to go a little more religious with it, and you can look at uh, the cacophony. You want to be a religious nut with it? I don't think I want to be a religious nut with it. Or... we don't like them. No. Um, well, at least they don't like me. What about, um, like, Harry Dresden from uh, the Dresden Files? Like a paranormal investigator type. Yeah. Order of Hermes would probably work there. You know, going with the lore idea, you know, knowing the knowledge. Yeah. And how best to fight. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to research Order Hermes then. Yeah, I think Order Hermes fits what you're talking. Okay, cool. Cool. That's an idea. There we an go. Idea. That's an idea. That's and, an idea. Yeah, and it's yep. better than a kick in the taint. Oh, you gotta, don't forget to hit the fucking outro button. Oh, oh, okay. hey, good, good catch, good catch. <sighs> fucking amateur. Game over, man. It's game over. This has been the Three Nose Podcast. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Y'all come back now. Here?